Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hey everybody, my name is Danny Palumbo. With me is my co-host James Austin Johnson, and you have entered the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like it feels like James, the smell of garlic and onions sweating in a Dutch oven. It, you know that smell of well, yeah, garlic and onion. You mean the cooking smell? Cooking. In that a, is the in default cooking smell. I think that is the number one cooking smell. It's number one cooking. It's smell. the reason why I bring it up. I saw a meme uh, on Twitter that it was. Uh, um, I, I don't remember what the image of the meme was, <laughs> right. but it was very important to the meme. Room, roommates. Okay. Roommates crowded around a person. They could have been cavemen in a in a fire for okay. all I know. But it said roommates, uh, and. Uh, Garlic and onions, mm-hmm. uh, sautéing in the middle. Okay. And then in quotes, this smells really good, or something like that. That smells. That smells good. Why is that a meme? What are you making? Something yeah. like that. But it was just okay. like the the meme was supposed to be. This is a terrible way to start the show. This is like no. I feel like a grandpa trying to explain. Right. Like, yeah. MySpace. It's interesting when somebody tries to explain a meme <laughs> to you instead of sending it to you directly. But I didn't save it because it wasn't that good. But since you're right. talking about garlic and onions, it just occurred yeah. to me: people who don't cook, when they smell garlic and onions, they know something awesome is happening, and they have no clue what it is. And specifically, you know, a roommate, which is uh, roommate. the the roommate, at least at my age and perhaps yours. Yeah. yeah. When you think of a roommate, you think of uh, some fucking deadbeat. Yeah, who's coming in, smelling what, smelling what's going on in the kitchen? You know, like uh, you know, everyone I like some real with, food, please. Everyone I've roomed with ever, the extent yeah. of the cooking that they did was a sandwich. Interesting, a sandwich and a microwave. Oh God, can I? I, get- I don't. I don't think I ever lived with anybody that was like a Danny Palumbo or right. like a um, oh, it's a good present day James Austin Johnson, where right. it's like no, this is my activity for the next two hours. It's is, a good deal. Yeah. It's I think it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal because I'm southern, I want to share yeah. everything. Yeah. I always want to like buy people little gifts and meals and stuff. Yeah. But since I moved to LA, all I've met are midwesterners who are hostile and cold to any handout. And oh, it's so yeah. impossible to like not only expect them to bring a dish to something, but also for them to like taste something that I made or like, "Hey, I made too much. Here's this." And people are weird about it out here. They're weird about the sharing thing. Yeah. It's very, I thought it would be more hippie. I thought we were all moving here to be hippies. Yeah. Boy, that's a really good point. Because I know, without naming names, I know some of those people that you're talking about. Yeah. Who are like, clearly, you experience a lot of shame. And you think that we've entered some sort of blood pact because I offered you a bite of this sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand. And I understand those people to an extent. It's like everything's like a... they're. It sucks in a way because they're keeping a score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like, I will say this. I had, and I will drop her by name because I do love her. I used to be roommates with Steph Toloff. Uh, One of my favorite comics. Hilarious comic. Hilarious. Two very distinct things that she did. First of all, she's a great roommate. Keeps the place fucking very sure. clean. We've both moved on from it. Hey, it's hard to get from Canada to America. It's like, it takes really a lot of legwork, and it turns yeah. you into a certain kind of person. <laughs> and I would imagine she would be an incredible an, roommate. An unchecked psychopath. A and psychopath also, is what I'm saying. And also a very uh, uh, sweet and caring A methodical person. psychopath. Yeah, I think so. Caring. She, she would get very upset because I would have a lot of people come over, and mm. you've been there before. Yeah. I would have dinners. Right. And she would go, 
well, what, what is it with people not bringing anything? And I'm like, Steph, I told them specifically to don't not bring anything. Don't bring anything. Because like, I feel like yeah. as somebody who is hosting, I'm like, you don't need to bring anything. I'm like, if you bring booze for yourself right. and a, a little bit for other people, like that's fine. But like, this isn't a potluck. I'm like, you come here. Like the mm. whole idea of and, and you know of me like hosting people is right. like, you know, hey, come here, take a load off, fucking leave. You don't do the dishes. Yeah. You don't do anything. But Steph is like constantly like, it's uh, it's common sense. You got to bring something. Yeah. And I'm like, she would get very up in arms about that. And I, and I, and I do at least booze, Danny. At least What's booze. That? At least booze. Yeah, I would say at least booze. If if so if guys, if you're listening and your host is one of these cooking types like Danny, who's like, I'm doing yeah. a family meal and you're all coming over, but you feel the pressure. Of your milieu, your scene, and you yeah. know that everyone is coming from different economic spaces, and you feel yourself drawn to the potluck setup, which is economical. Mm-hmm. It's as old as time. Bring your own thing. Mm-hmm. Bring booze. I also think it's very funny to show up to a party and be like, uh, I brought Doritos. They're like, you're in an ad for a yeah. commercial. I think showing up with <laughs> a very is. fun chip is like, right? You're like, uh, <laughs> the Doritos are here. <laughs> or whatever. I think that's a great. And, and also... Yeah. Uh, chips will never go to waste. Second thing that Steph did that I found hilarious, and this is extremely Canadian, yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, she would often just make coleslaw for herself. Now, hmm. I'm sure you're thinking, coleslaw in what? No, friend, just coleslaw. Coleslaw in a metal bowl, and then eat the coleslaw. And that's it. No, okay. no sandwich with it, just like as a snack. Coleslaw. Mayo, cabbage, salt, pepper, you know, you know I'm what? not sure what else went in there. Uh, maybe this is a cultural but. thing. <laughs> Steph comes from a Hungarian family. Those it's Eastern Canada. European types love right. their cabbage. You know right. what I mean? That's true. That's very true. I'm not judging too much. I just thought it was jarring enough jarring. to be like, yeah, for sure. I think when you see your roommate sitting at a, the breakfast table mm-hmm. with a big metal bowl, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. almost you're like, what is that, a mixing bowl that you poured yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's filled with cabbage and mayonnaise. It's You're interesting. Like, but then huh. again, Danny, as I said last episode, I think coleslaw is a salad. That's and I don't <laughs> think it's so crazy to just eat a salad. Yeah. That's I guess that's true. I guess when you break it down too, you're like, well, most dressings that we yeah. have come to know and love are just mayonnaise anyway. Coleslaw. What do you think's a in a salad. Caesar? Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. So that's sitting what it is. Down, it's dressed greens. Yeah. Coleslaw is a salad. Spaghettios is a soup. Hot dog is a hot dog. None of this bringing sandwich into the hot dog. It's a hot dog. I almost, Nothing else I almost is don't want to dignify the conversation, even though this is the publication that I write for that is always discussing this, is the takeout. Yeah. But I'm just like, uh, no, it's not a sandwich. It's we, a hot dog. You can't, yeah. It's a, it's a hot dog. It's a hot dog. If you were holding the dog mm-hmm. be, uh, raw, yeah. bareback, yeah. it would be weird. The, it's just there to trap the mustard. From falling all over your fingers. (laughs) The bun is almost never the point of the hot dog. Yeah. So many gourmet hot dog places have the cheapest, most cynical bun they can find. It doesn't matter because the dog's the stuff. Never mind. true. The sandwich, it's It's not a sandwich, man. It's just not a sandwich. I agree. I think think language does matter. It's a hot dog. And I think it's a... It's the only thing like that. That's the only thing we dress like that. We play it like that. It's a hot dog. James, what are some other good smells? You know what I was thinking about? Uh, Because I was thinking about garlic and onion. Good smell. Um... Man, sometimes when I'm cooking pasta mm-hmm. all day and like a Sunday, oh yeah, and I'm like, boy, I've been making meatballs or meat sauce all day. You're just kind of living in the smell. Ooh, you're the smell. you're living in the, you're living in the smell. Yeah, and then you leave your apartment and then you come back in and you're like, oh God, is this what everything smells like? And I live in like a big studio apartment. Right. I was like, oh, my bed now smells like meatballs. Oh, that's not great, right? Uh, but you don't really identify the smell until you leave and like you know, maybe open up the door, come mean. back in. I, I have this, I, I told you last time that I have this indoor grill now, this like oh, yeah. gadget in my kitchen, this big, it looks like dark helmet from Spaceballs. <laughs> it looks like Rick Moranis's helmet okay. in that film. And you lift it up and you do it. And uh, I, I cook, uh, what I've been cooking, Danny, a lot is just steaks. I buy a $5 New York strip from okay. my $8, whatever the hell it is. Um, New York strip or ribeye from my um, local market. If it's five, it's on sale. If it's five, it's on sale. It's turning. It's it's green, eight, purple, eight and blue. Eight tens probably. Uh, so yeah. eight, yeah. And didn't beef shoot up during this old pandemic? Didn't it? I think beef um, shot up for a minute, and now they're all back. They're all just back coughing and sneezing on each other <laughs> in the mill. 
Maybe. I will say that I have noticed that Bork has stayed pretty steady. I yeah. got I got a I got a Boston butt pork butt for like you got five one? bucks the other day. Yeah, it was yeah. very it was very cheap. Oh man, guys, um, you better you better appreciate that pork that you're eating. That's all we're ever gonna say on this show. Because it's leaving. If you got pork for less than a hundred dollars <laughs> a pound. Because the way that things are, are going. Because gonna, of the way yeah. things are going. You need to really appreciate that pork. Um, the I buy these steaks and I grill them on this indoor grill. It works amazing. I, I live in like a condo complex. We can't. What is the indoor grill? Is it like a foreman? It's it's like it's an air fryer dehydrator machine, but it comes oh, with this grill pan. It basically it's the super hot convection oven. It heats up this grill pan, super hot. And I don't have I have one of those flat top um with the oh those are the, nice the glass yeah. flat top kind of ranges. Like so I can't put chopped style a big grill pan down on over over flames over gas flames i don't have yeah. gas so this oh, you, thing you you have an electric i have an electric indoor grill and that's a that's a good point you it, can't you can't set a griddle on top of an electric uh stove well i mean no it wouldn't get really. hot it would take it yeah. four hours to get hot enough i mean even the cast iron pan that i use for everything it takes forever to like actually get rocket on an hot. electric on an, on this like glass top thing. You know the thing I'm talking. About? They started doing it in the '90s. It's like easy to yeah. clean. Whatever. I hate it, but uh, I'm learning to live with it. I even got the yeah. little pans that conduct the right way on it. But oh, this indoor grill, I buy the cheap steak. I throw it on. The thing gets up to 500 degrees or something in like less than two minutes. Oh wow! I get beautiful grill marks. Uh, I buy a lot of uh, uh, spring onions, green onions, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, scallions. Throw those down, get some grill marks on those. That's my last little garnish thing. I like to eat it, get them all greasy. So a steak and a some steak nice and some grilled, grilled onions. Yeah. So I've been on, eating that onions. a lot because I'm trying. I'm That's working great. out. I have a personal trainer. I'm trying to build. Do you really muscle mass? Oh, yes. great. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. you want to be thick in all the right ways. I want to be thick in the you've right. You said ways. that. These are your words. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I want to be thick in the right ways. <laughs> thick in all That's the right something ways. that you've said, not me. <sighs> and I spoke those two C's at the end of thick. I. I you oh, know, for sure. I, I know yeah. how to elocute. Like how do you? That. Yeah. How do you? How do you enunciate those? Thick. thick. Well, I want to be. It seems more I than anything. Okay. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Who's the voiceover artist here, Danny? <laughs> Give me true. a break. Uh, I got to do a take for Blue Diamond Almonds. Man. In two hours. Boy, I would Damn love it. to. Is that true? That's true. Wow. If you get I that just Blue got, Diamond money. I just got. Well, I mean, it's not. Game I, didn't, I didn't book it. It's a fucking audition. Okay. But uh, That's true, we but. live this life, and we love this life. <laughs> Um, what? Okay, so look, let me ask you a question. That burning You're, steak smell. This I'm finally addressing what oh, you asked. Oh, got me. it. The the burning steak smell. My wife hates it. She hates the Maillard effect that gets on the kitchen walls. Yeah, I love it on yeah. the on the protein, the, but the, it stays. The man. Maillard reaction. Maillard reaction. Yeah. Oh God. When people start talking about science and food, I'm like, I'm out. Tell me your feelings, or I'm done with this video. Would you prefer GBD? People, Should I keep it to uh, kitchen speak? <laughs> GBD. Why? Okay, so let me ask you a question. You have this griddle. Yeah. Why don't you just use a pan? Okay. I'm not even saying cast iron. Sure. I think it's because it does the Foreman grill thing that I like where the fat goes somewhere and it goes into oh, a like thing that's easy to wipe out and throw in the oh, dishwasher. You don't want to use that fat. The cast iron. Well, when you're gri when I have found when I'm going all steakhouse with a pan yeah. and doing the like quick sear oven thing that I use a lot of butter in addition to the steak. Yeah. And I'm just left with a lot of grease. And then I don't know what to do with it. I try making like pan sauces with it, but it, my wife doesn't like those. It's oh, something really? about eating with my wife. She doesn't like sauces or at least my sauces, which always break and are disgusting. But she doesn't like a pan sauce. She doesn't like a pan sauce because well, I'm not doing it right. That's the thing. I like I get the frond; it becomes its own little chicken nugget, and then I yeah. I'm just and then it, uh, the rest of it is you little know beef butter, soup. The rest of it's wine, just some butter. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> wine or stock and butter. I know. I try to do it, and I just yeah. get the I get the mixtures wrong. Well, it's too with vinegary. the steak, I don't even really like a pan sauce. See, that's the other and thing. so I agree with you there that like you know it seems a little. Uh, the grease can be a little excessive because when I when yeah. I cook a steak, yeah, and uh, there's butter, yeah. and there's the fat from the steak, right, and probably the oil from when I was you know rubbing it and seasoning, uh -huh. just a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a lot of that on the steak itself. It does kind of just sit in the pan, it's but you know, I don't have a problem wiping it out or anything. Uh, yeah, I wipe it out. It's fine. I love my cast iron skillet. Sometimes I just want to use this grill pan because it is so 
convenient. Yeah. And I like the grill marks. I feel like I'm cooking something. I don't know. I Grilling is the thing in cooking that I do the least. So it's the thing I'm always trying to like. It's the thing force that you have the least to access do. to as a person who lives in Los Angeles because you just don't have a grill. Take that back. You know people be grilling in their fucking driveways in Los mm. Angeles. This is a grilling place. Okay, right. But James, we don't know anybody that has a driveway. I Uh-oh. guess that's true. We all live. I, well, my back, my backyard apartments. neighbors, my backyard neighbors, they were always grilling and bringing me, bringing me plates. Real all quick, the time. you did say something that I think it is uh, interesting to bring up. But your electric stove. Yeah, there was an article that came out uh, last week, uh, all about how everybody has bought into the uh, gas stove uh, like propaganda since like the 60s, 70s. That gas is better? Yes. Okay. And it is... Oh, it's quicker? Well, okay, so from a chef's standpoint, if you're a chef yeah, and uh, you want that gas because... And they, everyone says the same thing, is that you can get even heat and you can control the heat. Everyone bitches about an electric stove, including right. myself. Right. When I have to use my parents, it's a pain in the ass. Right. Um, and you, you can control the heat and get a feel better for the heat yeah. on a on a gas stove. But this article did raise a very interesting point, which is, you know, the, the more that we think about, at least, moving away from natural gas, mm-hmm. um, I think the more that, you know, we'll be talking about, like, electric stoves and, yeah. and, and, and electric uh, heat. But uh, it's funny because, like, chefs are... And I don't know if the article talked about this, but this is something I thought of. But chefs are always at the forefront of, like... You know, we want to save the planet. You know, people are, you know, chefs are constantly. We want to save the planet, dumps out yeah. a bunch of burned food into a trash and starts it 100%. over. Churning yeah. through a bunch of salmon belly all night. Right. We have, you know, they have the, uh, uh, you know, they want to source from like uh, uh, local farms, and, like things that are yeah. great. But like when it comes time to like heat, they're like, nah, dude, we're burning that fucking fossil fuel. <laughs> yeah. And there is no exception. Frack me off another piece of that Kit Kat bar. Somebody is going to break through if they haven't already and I'm just dumb to it. But there's going to be a movement eventually with chefs that are like, hey, it's not ideal, but right. uh, we have to use electric. Where's the Tesla, and Danny? Where's the Tesla of the stove? Oh. Where is the thing that's going to break the dam, the device okay. that figures it out? Who's the Musk? Where's Who's the, the battery? Well, maybe Who's it is the Norway. Oh, maybe it is Musk. Maybe uh, it's Musk, and he's going to do a Tesla stove. If you could, it'll cut you off in traffic, and you'll be. And super again, I, off. I, it feels like such a hole that I'm like, I don't, am I missing something that I've not been reading about? But I'm like, I don't think any chef, any well-respected chef, mm. or like you know, well-respected, any TV chef has openly endorsed like. Electric stoves. I haven't heard. I haven't heard much of that. George Foreman might be the only guy. <laughs> George Foreman. George Foreman might be the only guy. The only chef uh, that I subscribe to. You know what? Alton Brown loves a waffle iron. He talks about it all the time. He does. Well, he's always all about pressing things in a waffle iron. Yeah, that's well, kind of what we're talking. About. Kind of <laughs> a griddle. Never Alton, mind, Alton Brown assumes that you have a garage full of, you know. Uh, not kitchen gadgets, because I think he hates those, but just items. Yeah. We're making yellowtail, so you're going to need needle nose pliers. 100%. You're going to need a yeah. power drill. Yeah. My recipe for grilled cheese involves uh, 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 an, an iron. You have a, your, a household iron and a s- steaming bowl of hot water. It's like the bit they always did at the end of Keenan and Kel. He's like, all right, yeah. we're making, do you remember that? No. We're making tuna carpaccio. You're going to need a fishing pole, some yeah. ankle weights. <laughs> And a two-pound jug of peanut butter. Is that really? Oh, Remember yeah. how they always did that I'm at the never, Keenan and Kel? Yeah. Oh, dude. You got to meet me at the dam. That is exactly what Alton Brown does. That's what Alton Brown does. He's like, hey, you need you need all this stuff. He's very life. He's for the life hacker crowd. He's very Reddit, Mythbusters. Kind you know, of, these fucking he nerds. He does the very famous Alton Brown video uh, on YouTube where he is debunking kitchen gadgets he's like you don't need these things but it's just so interesting to me that he is like you know you don't need the 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 claws that shred that's what i'm saying i don't think then he wants but he wants to come up with the most complicated way possible to grill a grilled cheese Uh, it's complicated but it's not i would say patrician it's not like um it's not to me sort of like like a sam the cooking guy that's someone who is using a six thousand dollar fucking piece of equipment and saying, look That's at how cool true. this is. And Alton Brown is at least being like, look up in your closet. We're going to use that thing. Okay, you got that? All right, now get yeah. this cardboard. Yeah, get, a a co- get a coat, coat hanger. hanger. Yeah. Coat hanger. Coat hanger was the, a metal coat hanger. <sighs> yeah, there are very few people uh, cooking. I don't know. How much of it is just 
is even accessible. You watch Sam the Cooking Guy, and you're like, use your outdoor Mongolian grill. It's like, no one's doing that. No one's cooking the things that you're cooking. <laughs> That's porn. Sam the Cooking Guy is porn. You watch it because it's not real. Gosh. You watch it because it's fantasy. You're never going to do any of that shit. True. For me, it's porn, but it's sort of a hate watch, if anything. It's like... That it's sounds like, like porn it's, to it's me. Like an, it's like an... <laughs> that sounds like porn. I, I stand by it my is. statement. <laughs> Uh, all right, hey, we uh, we just went to Jeff's table. Not how recently? Chef, not Chef's table, Jeff's table. How oh, <laughs> We went an hour. How ago. recently? I have roast beef still stuck in my teeth. Uh, oh yeah. We did. Can I just say uh, upfront how much I love the name Jeff's table? It's funny. Well, I don't even know if it's a play on Chef's table. Maybe it is. I, oh God, I is sure it? Think it is. You think it is? Isn't oh, that no. community table called the Chef's? Or no, the it's the table in the kitchen, right? Is called the Chef's table, right? Yeah. Where you go in and you get that table in the kitchen and the chef comes over with his oh, little no. things and he's like, See, this, okay. is, this is a toast point. Okay, because I was thinking, so here was my train of thought yeah. for why I liked Jeff's Table. I was like, finally, a restaurant name that doesn't have a, it's not a pun. I'm like, there's so many that are puns. And I was like, I like how straightforward this is. It reminds me of like mechanics in like Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're like, this is Ray's. <laughs> Ray's. Ray's could be a diner. It could be a mechanic. They could right. do construction. You don't fucking know. Yeah. And I like that Jeff's table is just like, hey, my name's Jeff. This is my goddamn table. Right. Welcome to Jeff's table. Welcome to Jeff's table. That's it. I like that. But now you're saying that. <laughs> I think it might be a pun. You immediately said, <laughs> I think it not might be Chef's a pun. table, it's Jeff's table. And now I'm thinking, shit. Maybe it is. I can spot a food pun from a mile away. What I'm saying is, I should have been a writer on The Good Place. We've <laughs> we've talked about this, but as soon as it time as soon as it comes time to name a food show or a restaurant, uh, people's brains do shut off creatively. We often, ladies and gentlemen, we arrived at Macaroni Zone after yeah. hours oh, and weeks of this deliberation. On it, we arrived on Macaroni Zone because I was staunchly against any sort of food innuendo. I was like, is there? I yeah. I don't want to be, hey, welcome to All You Can Eat. Yeah. Or like a yeah. sort of like food play or, yeah. you know, play on words. I, yeah. I, I you didn't want that. despise those things. Uh, but Jeff's Table, uh, I had uh, seen a lot about this place, either through Eater or uh, Instagram. Yeah, and I wanted to go. We talked last week uh, about a thread that said "fuck fifteen dollars sandwiches." Uh, this place does do a few fifteen dollars sandwiches. Yes. most of them are in the I twelve. I spent twenty seven dollars today for a sandwich and a side and a hefty tip for pandemic. Okay, so that hefty tip is a part of it. I because I, I spent think I gave a I spent twenty one okay on sandwich in um and a side fairly expensive side. Although they do have a little market in there, and you can get a bag of chips. As long yeah. as you give me a bag of chips, I don't mind your side being more of a premium thing. Although, I will say, Danny, when a side is, I think they were all about five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I kind of expected to be a big drum. Kind of six. I'm, oh, I'm, big drum. Oh, Popeyes. Big drum. I'm in a Popeyes mode. One hundred percent. That where Popeyes, their two sizes are uh, baby and then family of bears. Yeah, why There's, is one of them is urine sample, yeah. like you've been yeah. in jail uh-huh. for 48 uh-huh. hours, and then one of them yeah. is like, yeah. Hey, do you want coleslaw for your newborn baby or <laughs> all of your cousins that came in from Detroit? <laughs> Thank you, Popeyes. Uh, that's it. There's no medium. I, man, uh, oh, I love Popeyes. You know what? Okay, I want to talk about the sides in a second, but I, I do want to talk about uh, a lot of positive things about this place. I loved it. I'm going to be... Let's, Could we talk about, yeah. let's talk about their roast beef real quick? Let's do it. Uh, because, man, I thought that was just a great... Uh, classic iteration of a of a roast beef sandwich. It had uh, it was what? classed up. It yeah. was eggy. Horse I was radish. not expecting it to be eggy. Here's the thing, and I think that this is the theme with this place is that if you read the menu, you know, and if you're a cynic, yeah. you probably go, "Oh, somebody went to culinary school," <laughs> and you're like, you know, you, if I read you the ingredients for the roast beef sandwich: miso crusted roast beef, horseradish creme fraiche, wild arugula, olive oil, shiso pickled onion. And aioli. You might yeah. see some of those things and be like, mm, I would just take a French baguette, uh, roast beef, and aioli, and, you know, uh, may- maybe the arugula, but, like, do you need the miso? Do, does the horseradish cream have to be a creme fraiche? All these things, you know, like, this is a very... Creme fraiche sh- and an aioli it's a, it's is a, a very, bit, It's a very chef-driven yeah. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say what I love about this place is that it is chef-driven, but at no point 
do any of these sandwiches lose sight of the fact that it is 100% still a very accessible sandwich. Oh, like yeah. the roast beef sandwich, it doesn't taste like there's like an incredible amount of things going no. on. It's still like, I know you hate this word, it's still like approachable. It's still like, you know, you're not... You're I'm not, fine with approachable. I, I kind of don't like it. Then. You don't like approachable? Sometimes I don't. Because I say it too much. And it's like one of those things... At least like, you didn't oh, say sexy. What's another word for approachable? I'm tired of sexy being used to the food. Yeah. yeah. So just say vaginal or whatever you're trying to say. <laughs> just say phallic. Sexy. Yeah, it's all sexy, you fucking deviant. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're horned up constantly, the food <laughs> is sexy, sure. Uh, man, that roast beef, I had three sandwiches there. Yeah, roast beef was tops for me. If I had to rank them, and I'm not necessarily in the business of ranking things, but we uh, don't rank on the show, Danny. Okay. Ooh, but I do want to say that it was my favorite sandwich, which is which is yeah, technically you can say that. a ranking. You can say um, that. Yeah, that roast beef was fucking. Great. I loved that roast beef, Danny. I had the roast beef and the dirty baby. Was that what it was called? Really, the dirty baby. The dirty baby. So all of these sandwiches are called roast beef, turkey, turkey yeah. avo. Salmon, and then there's one sandwich called the Dirty Baby, yeah. and I'm just supposed to know what that means. <laughs> right. You know, well, it's it a dirty it. baby. I'll, I'll read you the description. Hot, smoky, spicy, turkey salad melt, point raises, toma, and smoked gouda, crispy shallot, chiso, and pickled red onion, our chili crisp on grilled hala. Hala as in like, hala. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it, so. was, it was like a tuna melt. It was like a spicy tuna melt, but they used yeah. turkey. I want to see this more often. Turkey salad. I get I tired of chicken salad because people get roped into this raisins yeah. shit with the chicken salad and it's oh. chunks. It's not pulled ever. Yeah, yeah. And then with tuna salad, sometimes tuna salad just isn't what you want. It's canned. It's funky. It's like not yeah. fresh. It's like whatever. Turkey salad to me splits the difference between those two things perfectly because I get tired of deli turkey a lot of the time. I get tired of the mealiness, I would say, of like roast turkey. You know, like you carved it. Sure. Sometimes that can be gritty, mealy. Absolutely. And then sometimes you get the deli turkey and it just tastes like ugh, like bad public school lunch Wet. day. Wet. Wet. And this was a turkey salad. The Dirty Baby was my favorite. And I, I will say, oh. the roast beef, I loved. I could differentiate the flavors and they all kind of work together. I was like, mm, a little bit of arugula. Nice. Mm, yeah. A little bit of the, I, I didn't realize it was creme fraiche and an aioli. It just felt like a bunch of egg salad to me. Didn't hate it for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Didn't you hate don't it. know where the creme fraiche starts and the aioli exactly. begins. You're it's just kinda, like horseradish. They're, they're both kind of doing the same thing. hundred percent. Yeah. And uh, but it was nice. A nice onion flavor, kind of. You know, I liked that roast beef, and the sandwich had good chew and pull. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. The, the bread. I mean, the bread had nice chew and pull. Yeah. But the dirty baby was very hangovery, very steak and shake, very yeah. like sassy, very sassy. Very uh, crispy bread, wet ingredients on the inside. Crisp, crispy buttered bread. Buttered. You see the bread it and it glistens. First of all, we ate uh, on the back of your pickup truck, which yeah. I love. I love a good cliche romantic <laughs> meal. You know what I'm saying? We're just yeah. like, we're eating on the back of my friend James's truck, and there's a Bernie sticker in the window, <laughs> which is felt, like felt very much like uh, a commercial for the sandwich shop. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know one of those one of those AMPM commercials where two guys are just oh, hanging out at the gas station. Sure, and this then, happens, and then Tungus rolls up, and we're like, whoa, <laughs> Tungus. Is it Tungus? Tungus. Too much good stuff. Oh, Tungus. Christ. Yeah, kill us. People are constantly correcting me on California culture. Uh, uh, I don't like AMPM. I'll always be a 7-Eleven ho. Dirty Baby? Dirty uh, Baby. A lot like... Uh, I'll say this. Excellent melt. That's, yeah. a, that's a melt through oh, and through. Oh, it was a melt. That's everything you want in a melt. And you... I think you... God, I can't remember what exactly you said, but you were like... It's hard to differentiate many of the flavors. It all definitely... And I think like a, yeah. good, a good melt... Is kind of everything working sort of homogeneously. It's it all sure. it's, it's all the same. It all ends up. Being it's like a really same. good melt. I also had. Uh, I I went there two days ago. I texted you. I was like, hey, we should go there this week. And then an hour later, I was like, I'm already here. Like I was fucking tweaking out <laughs> for a sandwich. Uh, but I, I got their uh, uh, Jeff special, the Reuben. It was a thick cut pastrami, uh, buttered bread, Comte cheese, Gruyere crisp, <sighs> Gruyere crisp, Gruyere crisp. Can you tell me about that? Uh, so here's the thing. A lot of these things on the sandwich, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you don't really differ. You don't necessarily notice it. So like the okay. crisp, yeah, you you get a little bit of that crunchiness, but with the pastrami and the bread and everything, it's like you're not really you're not really noticing the crisp as much. You're tasting you're tasting the you're tasting the French cheese for sure, the Comte and the Gruyere. You're tasting that sort of 
you know, uh, uh, sharp. Now, mm-hmm. I like a burnt cheese. Are you tasting the the cook on the cheese of the Gruyere? Because yeah. I, I would imagine that it's subtle. a sandwich is going to attack all the textures, and you're not going to get crunch out of anything. But you could at least get that little... that Well, a Gruyere crisp... That darkened cheese, you know? A Gruyere crisp, you're, you're getting... Yeah, you're definitely getting that, like, sort of baked... Yeah. Fl- well, I, don't, I don't know how... I mean, look, when you make a Parmesan crisp, which I've yeah. done... Uh, <laughs> You know, I own the French Laundry Cookbook. Uh, <laughs> one of the first things Thomas Keller says is, "Hey, make a Parmesan crisp," and you're like, "I will, Tommy." Thanks, and Tom. It's, thanks, Tom. And it's uh, <laughs> you 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 get one of those uh, Silipat, um, uh, you know, baking sheets. Yeah, we have we have a few of those. Get a few I've of those. Some get a Parmesan ring, crisp that have gone a, horribly wrong. Get a, it's it's so easy. Get a ring mold, put it on there, fill it with Parmesan cheese, bake a little crisp, and then you form it in an egg carton afterwards. Uh, oh, very. Ahead oh, of you're it. filling it with shit. No, 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 no. So when it comes out of the oven, the yeah. Parmesan crisp, yeah. right? After you know whatever, however much time you cooked it, uh, you need to take it off that silicone oh. sheet and then take an empty egg carton and then like one of the p- holes for the egg. Yeah. Push the push the Parmesan crisp in so it forms a little bit. Okay. Within the next thirty seconds or minute, uh-huh. it's gonna start to cool and uh-huh. then form. But while it's warm, you can shape it, and you want to shape it in an egg carton. And that egg carton, the little hole for the egg, will make it into this thing uh, that you can fill with, like, uh, that's you know, what I mean. He, he does a goat cheese mousse. Yeah, exactly. I did this for Megan Gailey's uh, right. uh, birthday party last when year. When I see a Parmesan crisp, oh, yeah, Megan, I bet Megan loved those Parmesan crisps. Girl, we're so lucky. <laughs> but, like, uh, when I see a Parmesan crisp, I see it on a sandwich. I say Parmesan sometimes, like my mom does, and everyone else in my family makes fun of her for not saying Parmesan. Yeah, well. My but family who said we got to say My like, mom will say mozzarella. I'm like, you're <laughs> Polish. Dad's Italian. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Food's about having fun. Absolutely. In the, in the yeah. global stage. Put some flair on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that Reuben, I, it's, inter- it's like really thick-cut pastrami. I I'm not one of these people that's like, uh, technically, it's a Rachel now. No one's ever said a Rachel <laughs> for a turkey Reuben or a pastrami <laughs> Reuben. I don't care that it's corned beef. Um, Actually, it's a Rachel. I'm not saying that. I will say yeah. a bologna yeah. uh, Reuben before I say, actually, that's called a, 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 a Thomas Middleditch. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to call it a whole different thing. Are because you, you changed one of the ingredients. Are you one of these guys who's going to tell me if it's a monsieur or a madame if I'm getting croaky? No, in the kitchen? but I think I think uh, a madame has an egg and a monsieur doesn't. But um, okay. also, that's pretty. That's a pretty easy one. I know, but uh, uh, I wouldn't. That's I, one you'd get corrected on. I think I. Here's the thing. In the I wrong think person's I spent, kitchen. I think I already spent some of my form, formative years being an obnoxious foodie about certain things. Uh-huh. That I'm like, oh, that's right. People hate that. Yeah, you, you gotta leave that in the past. You, do. you know, so I I try not to correct correct yeah. people on those things. And that's it's like, okay. it is whatever you want. And then I can be a sassy bitch about other things yeah. in the food world that I want. Uh, their sides. Uh, God, we you know. He, sides. Here, here's the opinion that I formulated about this place. Sure. First of all, I love Jeff's table and uh, the sandwiches are fucking great. I think I want a little bit of. And he toes that line so well of like, oh, this is chef-driven, but also just a very classic tasting. I mean, just a really good fucking sandwich. Yeah. When it comes to sides, I don't know that I want something that's like necessarily very chef-y or, or adding a ton of ingredients to it. You know, like uh, the the potato salad, clearly, it, it had a lot of dill, but I think it maybe had some wasabi and... and um, yeah. It had some extra ingredients to it that, like, I love a good dill potato salad. Yeah. Dill and potatoes, forever partners, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. Yeah. I make a great potato salad that's that's uh, you know, mostly dill, a little mayo, and some vinegar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the slaw was great, but you know, it's like shaved fennel, red onion, uh, black pepper. He did a bread and butter slaw dressing, which I was like, man, what is that? He probably took the brine from bread and the brine bread and butter pickles and made a little slaw. I'm like, that's yeah. fucking smart. Yeah. But um. I think I just prefer a little simpler uh, executions of sides because I'm like, ah, the main attraction is that thing. You know, you start putting right. fennel and, and other things into the sides. I'm like, that's great, but it's almost like it's almost like too much. I want you're like entreeing the sides for sure. Yeah, and the sides should be there Thank to you. lift up the yes. sandwich, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically and, to, and, to and, offer and, a break for the sandwich. Yeah, to offer a little bit of a break for the sandwich and also just to be a little cheaper. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. for sure, I'll spend. 
15 on that sandwich. We've already agreed. Yeah. Sandwiches that are $15 aren't necessarily evil. Yeah. You know, they can be very fucking good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they oftentimes are. But, you know, sides, uh, yeah, I kind of prefer like, oh, $2. You go to a barbecue place. Yeah. In Texas. You know, yeah. you, you pay you pay a lot of money for the, the meat, and then you see the sides, and you're like, How the f- why wouldn't I pay $4 for, you know, a load of mac and cheese? Uh, you know what's crazy is, like, the, the psychology of menu crafting. But, like... I am so much more willing to add $4 to my meal if you put a little plus sign <laughs> up before yeah. you, you start sure. listing the sandwiches. By It's like, hey, you can have a bag of chips for free, but wouldn't you want a plus four? <laughs> add some sweet potato fries, some seasoned fries. You know, yeah. these, like you lift out those. But if you take it to the side part of the menu and you list it at $3.99, I'm like, oh, that's too expensive. There's <laughs> something about the psychology where it's like, I'm already buying the sandwich. Oh, it's only plus four. That it's like plus, maybe he could do that. If that, he did the plus six, I would just a good get the side without even thinking. That plus is like a little nudge. Like, uh, hey, uh, you're pretty much almost there. Let's be fair real quick. I know I'm harping on the sides thing. That's mm-hmm. kind of uh, on the, the prices thing. This yeah, is something yeah. that we do on the show is we talk about prices. We're mm-hmm. genuine about the economic thing, what the, what the restaurant has to do to stay alive and what you need to be expected to pay when you're going out and not cooking for yourself. Right. Uh, these sides were kind of two-person sides. Yeah. They were big enough for two people Absolutely. to snack on. Yeah. That becomes a $3 side. Three to four. If you're splitting I it. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's whatever his food cost is. I, I don't know what he's paying to be back in the the you know, the you know kitchen of this liquor store. I don't know what some of this Fig's costs. a hot block. Yeah, Fig is sure. a hot street. I'm sure the rents are Absolutely. high there. <clears throat> yeah, you got to charge a little more. Uh, I get that. When we start talking about like $6... For like potato salad, for potato salad, I start to go. Man, I, I think like five is like the max that I would I would prefer. But he gave you a lot. I, that, I wanted to say that on the show, you do get a lot of potato salad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also it's not a Popeyes. The only other thing I would say too with the the coleslaw, and, and I don't know, we might have disagreed about this, is uh, your flavor is great and it was uh, on point, and I, I I like the things that he did with it, even though I prefer something a little simpler. But man, it's like a little too wet. And I and, and I want I, I think I just prefer like especially with like cabbage, mm-hmm. you know I'm like man I want a little bit of crunch still. Yeah. I I and I like you know like if you let flavors sit right with a you know a vegetable or a protein or something like yeah it like you know becomes better over time depending on what you're cooking, um, but when you start to like salt vegetables and stuff like take a zucchini put yeah. it in a strainer sure so you peel some zucchini and put it in a strainer just hit it with a ton of salt let it sit there half hour later come back and see what happened and it's fucking wet. You get to pat it down with a, you know, because that salt drew out, it drew out the moisture, yeah, all the moisture and everything, and so now it's like completely, uh, it's completely wet, and and I think <laughs> that like, so, uh, yeah, like with the coleslaw or something, like if you salt, if you make like, a big batch of coleslaw and and uh, put it in the fridge, and I, I don't know if that's what happened here, but but it it, um, it was almost like a kraut, it was like a pickled cabbage, kind of, yeah, it, it was like almost a braised texture and color, it it did not yep. have a lot of like. A coleslaw, in my mind, coming from the South, it's something my mom whipped up in less than five minutes. Uh-huh. Chopped everything, carrots, uh, got the thing, yep. came it together, and it hits the table. I love a good room-temperature coleslaw. Room-temperature coleslaw. Uh, honestly, yeah. It's something that was just made. Uh, hasn't really hit the fridge. Yeah. Uh, it's like a little, you know, it's not warm, but it's like, you know. This was certainly brined. It had pickled the yeah, cabbage. For sure. And it had that texture. It did. Yeah. I liked the flavor of it. I it wasn't too eggy for me. I tend to prefer something that's more in the mayonnaise side or something that's more in the vinegar side of mayonnaise yeah. than the egg side of mayonnaise. And this wasn't too gloopy. This was not too gloopy. Yeah. I don't like a gloopy mayo, uh, mayo based coleslaw. Yes, I like it when it's vinegary, and I liked that it was pickly vinegary. I I, I did. I but I, I wanted more crunch. I agree with you. Yeah, a little, little, little more crunch, and uh, we're starting to sound like chop judges now, and uh, I think it's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think uh, yeah a little more crunch and I I just love and this might you know like I th- I think I'm somebody who uh, like I trust my palate and I trust like I know like what tastes good but I'm also like mm, you know people have different expectations for things yeah but for me I'm always like I just want I want it to fuck up my mouth <laughs> I want more <laughs> I want more vinegar I want you to yeah. harass my mouth sure. with like sharp flavors. Yeah. And I think that about potato salad too. Like when I make potato salad, I'm like, mm, there's a decent amount of fucking vinegar in there. You know, I want I, it to I, be zippy. I want it to I want it to I want it to have some zip. No heat. Just a little bit of zip zap. See, I want mustardy heat 
in a potato salad. I go a little heavier on mustard. I make a yellow potato His salad. His potato salad it had that mustardy heat. It did. And, uh, it was a good potato salad. I thought it was good. It, it was reminded good me of salad. the Ina Garten potato salad that I make oh. sometimes. It, it had a it had that kind of thing going on. We're not going to be talking about, at least I don't think so, we're not going to be talking about any restaurants on here that we wouldn't go back to because no. times are tough. And why would and we I, waste our precious time and precious money in a time like this? That's true, too. On places that aren't worth the comment. And also, it's like anybody can drag a meal. Anybody can drag food. It's it's a lot harder to actually illustrate what's and good about it. As a rule, I try not to even write about any places that I'm like, I would never go back there. I'm like, have you ever, have you ever read a Yelp review of a Jack in the Box? People <laughs> actually Yelp review yeah. Jack in the Boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you telling yeah. me that the sourdough yeah. was not didn't live up to your yeah. expectations? Who's <laughs> reading it? Also, it's like, hey, instead of reading reviews reading about it. a Jack in the Box, just go find out for four dollars. I'm reading it. Oh, I you love are. reading yeah. these. Well, reviews. they are for entertainment purposes. They are our rating system that James thought of, and you know, you come up with good ideas very quickly. Our rating system is, when are you going back? When are you going back? Because we're going back. We're going back. We're going back. If we're talking about the restaurant, we're going back. So, James, I would ask you, Yeah. when are you going back to Jeff's table? I'm going to go back with my wife in three or four weeks. <clears throat> Whenever she okay. is feeling like a chef-driven sandwich, which is not always the sandwich mood that you're in. This is a sub-mood of the genus sandwich. Okay. Sometimes you're in home sandwich mood. Mm-hmm. Three ingredients or less. Sometimes mm-hmm. you are in a, a notch above that, the deli sandwich, like yeah. the deli sandwich, like yeah. the Ralph's deli, yeah. the Vaughn's yeah. you deli, walk Kroger. In, you walk in and it's already made. It's already made. Yeah. When we're in the mood for the plus 10 sandwich, mm-hmm. love that guy's Twitter thread, but sure, I am just as often in the mood for the plus 10 sandwich as I am for the under 10 sandwich. So I would say within a few weeks... Within a few weeks, my wife will want to eat it. We'll probably be walking past it. It's in our okay. neighborhood. That's great. But I liked it. I liked yeah. it enough, and I saw that there is a Thai Mac salad. Mac salad is probably my favorite deli cold side. I would love to taste anybody's spin on Mac salad. Interesting. Okay. Mac and cheese. What Mac and cheese was to me as a boy, Mac salad is to me as a man. Okay. I had so much. Re- I mean, what that's, was that's <laughs> you know what I mean. Do you even know what I mean, Danny? Kind of. But mac mac and cheese as a boy is like the main. It's a main. I'm gonna eat. It's a it's a main okay. through and through. Sure. Yeah. When you were a kid, you're like, I'll have the main. People are like, Oh, this kid sucks. <laughs> uh, Could I order off the yeah. pui fui menu? <laughs> um. Yeah. So, mac salad is. What to you as an adult? It's it it is. I'm saying that when I see macaroni noodles, my my brain, my cartoon desert island brain is seeing a mac salad and not a mac and cheese. Adults okay. get into this gourmet mac and cheese thing. I don't think okay. making a bechamel and melting cheese is ever worth your time. I would leave that to a chef who is good at mac and cheese. Sure. The home mac and cheese, just put it down. So expensive. What the hell Told are you doing? To make doing? it at home? Yeah, to make it good and yeah. classy. Oh, it's difficult, and it never... Flavor is so hard to achieve in those home mac and cheeses. But I love how yeah. quickly, when it's these salads, I love how quick they come together. And with the mac salad, you get to taste those shitty little noodles. That's the flavor that I want to taste, not the cheese. I want to... I'm a, I listen, care about those noodles now. I'm a big fan of those shitty little noodles. I love those I, shitty I little think, noodles. I think, you know, obviously I, I make a lot of fresh pasta at home, but I'm also... I want to tell everyone, like, hey, like, DiCecco's fine. It's, like, good. <laughs> yeah. It's my preferred pasta when I make linguine and clams. Like, I'm like, there's dry pasta... Not Berea. ...is great. No. Not Barilla. No, no, not no, Barilla. No, not, no, no, no. That no. packaging always I've gets used, me. I've used, I've used Barilla enough... That first of all, the packaging is like, am I at a hardware store now? And I'm like, would you, you know, dress it up a little bit? It looks like it's a box full of wrenches. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Oriquete by Black and Decker. <laughs> right, you get it at Home Depot. Uh, there, I've had some of their like ziti before. I've cooked thousands of pounds yeah. of store bought pasta yeah. in, in my lifetime. Yeah, and I'm, I've never seen it like break like this before. And just the the texture is like. Uh, in the Barilla, you're saying? Yeah, in the Barilla. It breaks. And I, I, I've just noticed a difference in the DiCecco and the Barilla. I'm going to start buying DiCecco. I love DiCecco. All I right. Think it's, I think Good it's great. Know. 
Um, I'm going back to Jeff's table in a month with my wife. I'm going to get married in this next month, James. You should. I feel like it's going to happen. I went I on a date so. last week. I feel like I'm out there. I feel like I'm going to meet someone and get married. And, I feel like you're going to take her to Jeff's table. You're going to meet a smoker who quits for you. Ooh, interesting. To not t- to not tempt you to keep smoking anymore. I don't. I don't feel that tempted by it. I went twice in the last week, so so my maybe my next month is a little bit skewed. Uh, I'll, I'll say this about Jeff's table: I want to eat every sandwich on the menu. I have a feeling that there's also some, some vegetarian sandwiches on that menu. I saw a mushroom Reuben. I saw something else like pumpkin. I'm like, this guy clearly understands flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, he's making he's making things that are vegetarian taste good, and I just know that. Yeah, that's just something that you would know. Um, based off of the other things that I've had. So a lot of a lot of Asian flavors that were at sort of the not the stock no. Asian flavors that everybody does. I saw shiso leaf on there. Yeah. I saw um like uh the the mac salad was like a Thai green curry yeah. mac salad. I, there were there were interesting choices. I tried to find out his background. I talked to the guy up front. My favorite thing to do is to walk into like a place and just be like, "Hey, uh, what's what's going on here?" And I like to <laughs> yeah. find out like, you know. Yeah. So I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, "How long has uh, you know, he been here?" Like oh like a little over a year now. I'm like cool cool cool. Did he come from another restaurant? And he's like no no. He like did some pop ups before this and you know a couple other things. And I think I was gonna ask my next line of questioning was did he go to culinary school? But I'm like well that might be a little bit too you know like I'm, like, I'm, like I'm questioning things. Yeah. But I'm like, you know and I'm thinking about him and I'm like, I don't know his background at all. I'm like you know he probably has a restaurant uh, <laughs> history. But I also want to be open to the idea that maybe this guy just washed a lot of fucking Food Network and he's good at cooking now. Hey, I'm like, I don't need him to now be... Now that we got YouTube, you never yeah. know where these skills Dude, are coming from. Uh, you, you don't. Kids learn don't. how to shred ukulele from <laughs> from a laptop. Yeah. You know, they, that's, that's you don't point. need to go to school for anything anymore because you got some asshole who you have to skip past their intro. Here's the thing you just search for in the search bar. That takes yes. eight minutes and then you skip to the actual lesson. Jeff... Uh, knows his shit. I would go back there often. So with James, uh, check it out. We got like 15 minutes left, and I want to talk about one last thing, um, and that is uh, fast food French fries. Specifically, uh, yesterday I went to uh, Rosie's Dog Beach, in Long Beach, took my dog there. She loves the beach. Oh yeah, she loves a good dog beach. I, for a second, I thought this was another quirky sandwich place. No, Rosie's Dog Beach. Rosie. <laughs> Rosie's Dog Beach in Eagle Rock. They have right. a sloppy uh, right. uh, marinara caprese that's yeah. uh, delicious. Well, it's actually it's a it's a hot dog joint. <laughs> yeah, and it's like why is it called a dog beach? That's really confusing because people are searching dog beaches here. Uh, I'll and get I was the Maui like, Wowie uh, footlong on. Uh, <laughs> Fuck me up. K- uh, kimchi, french fries, whatever that gourmet hot dog place is doing that's stupid, I will guzzle it. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> I was like, uh, and so I was I was having a good day, and I was like, man, I want to have, have a real California day. I was like, I haven't been to In-N-Out in forever. Yeah. Going to the nearest In-N-Out. And it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know that it's, I know what their burgers taste like. I know what a Spanish burger tastes like. It's great. But uh, sometimes I go to a place, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I already know the thing that I would want to write about this place. Yeah. You know, and like I'm like, man, I, I hear so many people, um, you know, uh, uh, moan about their, their fries being bad, and and I'm like, man, I, you know, I know what, in and out, I know what French French fries are like, and I'm like, they're fine. This is a big head scratcher for me. I hear this all the time. Sometimes, guys, we just say things that don't mean anything just because yeah. we've memorized a take. This yeah. is probably the worst thing about the internet. You think it would highlight individualism and diversity of thought. And instead, we end up just absorbing everyone else's takes. You know what I mean? The Last Jedi has right. a pointless storyline. Blah, blah, blah. You just saw a YouTube video and repeated it. Oh, Earthbound is too long. No, it feels long because it's an old game. It's only it's less than 30 hours long, you fucking idiot. Meanwhile, you've been playing Red Dead Redemption for 200 hours, you fucking idiot. And then, a, and then yeah. sushi, uh, 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 strip mall sushi is bad for you. No, yeah. we have amazing freezer technology. Yeah. Why did you memorize something someone said one time in 1979? Because yeah. they were still afraid of Japanese people because of the war their grandfather was in or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. quit memorizing racist shit that your grandpa told you. Yeah. Free your mind. Yeah. Free your mind. The In-N-Out Fry is great. It's a fresh potato. It's the only people who do a fresh potato. I got most of the references that you uh, made just there, but I haven't played Earthbound. 
Uh, and you're unfamiliar with what happened in World War II. And what is a French fry? No, I, I went uh, thinking that, you know, I was going to like these fries more. Man, the opposite happened. I kind of got it. I kind of got what people said about it. They taste like um, a potato. That's why people hate them. They have gotten so used to a fry that doesn't taste potato. But it's not, it's not a bar and grill fresh cut French fry. That is not what they are. When do you ever are. get that? When you're at a fucking bar no, and grill with your boys, frozen. James. When you are at a bar and grill with your boys, fries are always frozen. Is... You never get that fresh cut fry. I'm saying, I'm saying it's a rarity, and In and Out is one of the few places that actually do the fresh cut fry. Do they? Because they don't, they don't read as okay. So a fresh cut, a fresh cut fry, as I have made them before. Uh, you're at a restaurant. There's one of those. Uh, have you seen these things? There's like yeah, a the big thing. Potato machine. It's usually by the dishwasher, and yeah. you're like, "Why is it by the dishwasher?" You're like, "Well, because <laughs> yeah. that's where the buckets are." And you take a bucket. And you Very medieval water. looking thing. Yeah, a hundred percent. But no, it's just a big lever. You put a potato in vertically, and yeah. you go, you, and you, you know, it goes right into a bucket of water. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hot tip: If you're cutting French fries, always put them in water. Bucket of water. Um, that's the whole secret to the crisp, right, Danny? I don't know if it's a secret to the crisp. Shaking uh, off starch. I think I think the secret to the crisp is you, you, to put it in water and then. And then to uh, I par frying is the way I was learned. So fry them Multiple. once, fry them once on a, a lower temperature, put them on sheet trays like wax paper, and then you know pull them out. And when you're ready to do them again, throw them back in the fryer. Flash fry them again. Yeah, yeah. So flash fry and then a real fry. Um, yeah, man. I I you know I was like I I want to say something uh, maybe uh, a little more earnest about these fries. And my take was uh, I shouldn't need a casserole for the fries to taste good. Now, that is a very honest take because any inch of those fries that wasn't covered in animal style, I was like, this is a bad French fry. Now, I don't know if it was because I was just eating a forkful of right. mustard and special sauce and pickles and onions right. each, every other fry. But when I had one of those fries plain, I was like, this is this is bad. Uh, Interesting. And, and, and as I put this out on my Instagram stories, uh, I just didn't even realize I was going to have to be talking to so many people. But you, I think you're you're right to an extent where I would say seven different people, James, yeah. commented, uh, responded in my DMs like, you're so right about the French fries. Oh. And then one person, I'll just say her name, Paige Weldon, was like, just order them well done. Jesus fucking Christ. And I was like, well, she came at yeah. me and I thought it was so funny. And then we talked about it and she basically expressed the opinion like, She's from Temecula. There, there's certain She's in and SoCal out native. S- certain SoCal native. Yeah, and was very much like she said she hates it when people move here and immediately shit on the local establishment. Yeah, it's like why do you even care? And I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying, but also I think that these people love In and Out. Clearly, they love the burger. Yeah, and they're not necessarily trying to uh, destroy the establishment. I'm like, we're just having fun doing like these frivolous fast food. Uh, arguments. Oh yeah, and uh, but she she was very opinionated about it, and I was yeah. like, okay, now I have to stand by this opinion. And I was, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, man, you do you do believe this because you know, listen, if if all French fries were uh, if they could all be one French fry, I would say that McDonald's would probably be the standard, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. That's a little more of a uh, not fresh cut, but uh, let's say uh, factory farmed French fry. That is built in a lab uh, and uh, is is hit with the beef tallow, and uh, I love the flavor of the McDonald's fry, Danny. But I almost never like the cook. It takes it's once well, in a blue moon where you get the right cook mm, on the fry. I would say you that, like the wet. No, no, limp no, no. Dick no, 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 no. McDonald's fry that you get every well, time. Well, if we're talking limp dicks, I mean in and out. Those aren't know, limp. They're bland. Okay, you're right. You're right. They're not limp, but they are. Very bland. I want to be able to taste a little right. bit of oil on it. And uh, uh, McDonald's, okay. when I've it's been to McDonald's, oil. you know, maybe this is a small town McDonald's. Uh, they're frying those puppies up, you know, immediately. And uh, I've every time I've had them, they've been great. And well, not every time, but every time within the last few years, I feel like I haven't been. You've disa- gotten lucky, is what I haven't is what has been happened. disappointed. Um, and I just feel like a good fast food French fry is like. You know, you hit it with salt as soon as it comes out of the fryer, so it sticks to the... I mean, if you're frying anything, hit it with salt as soon as it comes out of the oil. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fry them golden brown. What people kept saying in my DMs was, uh, just order them mid-well. One person said, order them mid-well 
and or no, I'm sorry, order them well done and with salt. I'm like, I have to order the fries with salt? You should know to salt the French hey, fries. At In and Out, there's three things on the menu. You might as well say a few more things while you're talking with the person. I mean, they, they literally list five things on the menu. And then the art of eating at In and Out becomes the hyper customization, which you can't do at Burger King. You can't do at McDonald's. You can't do it at a lot of these places. I would argue that you should do it really most places. Almost ever. But in and out, that's the expectation is that that's you can the expectation? get nitty gritty about how it's going to be presented. Yeah, you can do that. Mustard grill it. Flying Dutchman. Animal style fries, not animal style burger. No onions okay. burger. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. double, double. Okay. Double single. Maybe this is the Midwesterner in me. Maybe this is the Pittsburgh showing, but I'm like, I don't want to be any trouble. Just, uh, you know, I'll pay a double. Just give me the burger on time. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I, I don't want to make a fuss. And also someone right. who has worked service industry when people have made, you know, things a big deal. Um, you know, you tend to, you know, Here's the m- thing. motherfuck that person uh, sure. in the back of the kitchen. In and out employees are not. Well, we need to bring one on. To yeah. confirm this, maybe Chase Bernstein. She worked it in and out. Okay. Yeah. But they're compensated very well. They are. Compared to a lot of the other restaurants. This is... Good point. This is... And they also got that Chick-fil-A Christian thing going on where they're like Nazi... They're like fascists about their style and their cleanliness yeah. and like presentation. And That's I think true. you can do that in in and out I think you can That's go... true. I want salt on half of it and pepper on the other. I think you can do that in in and out I think I'll that's kind of the thing. I'll say this. Uh, everyone said to order it well done. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe this is, maybe someone has to tell you that. Maybe that's the culture that I wasn't aware of. I will say this though. Uh, things that are common to order to temperature as a concept. Okay. Steak. Steak. A burger. Occasionally. Burger. Egg. Egg. Salmon. Ahi tuna. Yeah. You know what's not on that list, James? Motherfucking French fries. Uh, it's <laughs> not get to common. Say. It's not common to be like, I want my French fries well done. If you talk to me and somebody who has spent, you know, over a decade working in kitchens, when it comes time to cook a French fry, golden brown, yeah. hit it with salt, yeah. it's done. There's not temperature. There's no temperature. It's it's the color. It's golden brown, and uh, delicious. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know that uh, In and Out's French fries. <clears throat> They didn't have much salt. They were a little bland, and there just wasn't much flavor. I don't know, you know, what oil they're using. I'm sure not. They're not using like these tricks like McDonald's does, where there's beef tallow getting added to the French fry. But Chick Fil A with peanut but with peanut oil or anything. Is I that bet they it, use? Yeah, do they That's really? That's the big secret of Chick Fil A is peanut oil. That's what they talk about all the time. How come like, you don't taste it that much? Oil. Because peanut oil is like extremely I strong. think you can taste that in the breading. Chick-fil-A breading tastes unlike anything else. It yeah, doesn't taste like KFC. It doesn't taste like Popeyes. It has its own thing. And peanut is fairly neutral, but you do get huh. you do get an undertone of of a nut, you know, kind of thing. Is it worth saying that the french fries aren't good? I don't know. Maybe I was just maybe at in and out. They're not good. Is it is it That's is what it, you're saying. Is it is it worth Is it worth saying it? Is 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 my question for you know, because I, I said it, and I immediately good. had to defend it. And it's almost like, uh, you know, if you told someone to go, if you were telling someone to go to your favorite restaurant, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Would it be worth saying the French fries aren't that good? It might be, Danny. And I'm going, I'm a person who says the In-N-Out fries are good. And I'm a person who's a little mad when people say that they're not good. Okay. But I have to defer to the fact that there are four fucking things on the menu. If okay. if you serve okay. a burger, a fry, a shake, right. and then like a Coke, right. that's all you've got available. Right. I'm allowed to tell you. I'm allowed to be your shift manager for a the 15 bit. seconds I'm ordering. A little uh, bit. I understand that. Okay. Yeah. I, I think maybe. And to me, In-N-Out, what opened In-N-Out up to me, and this may be a reason why Midwesterners come here, eat it, and think it's shit. What opened In-N-Out up to me is the Little Peppers... This California thing that's at every burger stand, it's at every Armenian uh, meat and three. I don't know what they're called, but you know what I mean by Ar- like like taco Zanku stands chicken, too? taco stands, oh, I know burger stands, pastrami stands. Yeah, the small stand, little sport the peppers. little yellow pepper, and you, you chomp off the bottom, and then you condiment it. I think they're sport peppers. You need to do those. What are they called? I think they're called sport peppers. Sport I mean, I think, peppers? I, I think so, yeah. You get them in a jar. like it's big. I asked for them at my burger stand in my neighborhood, and the yeah. lady said, oh, the chilitos. And okay. so ever okay. since then, my wife and I have just been saying what the nice woman said. Oh, you're she probably said the right. Chilitos. But um, the, it just little chilies. But um, 
you take a big bite and you squirt it. When I started doing that on my burger and my fries at In-N-Out. I didn't get one. You got to go over to the condiment stand. You oh, go over okay. to the thing where you get the little ketchup okay. hat and the napkins. And by the way, that's the other thing. Not a lot of restaurants do this. Wendy's and In-N-Out do this thing where you go over to a like stand and deal with your condiments yourself. Chick-fil-A, they just throw a bunch of packets of Polynesian in oh your God, face. Oh, God, I like it. Treat me say, like go shit. To church. Throw a packet at me. Tell me I'm worthless. Burger King does that. McDonald's, you got to be like, hey, do you guys have hot mustard? And then they hand you the wrong kind of mustard. And they go, and they go do you want hot mustard? And then they throw it at you. <laughs> and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but Wendy's and In-N-Out, they have these little stands, and you pump the thing yourself, like Fuddruckers or some shit. And so that's what I'm saying. You say that they're bland. I say that they're setting you up to customize your flavors in and out is about customization in and out is they give you your fries and they're say they say hey salties yourself i believe in you bite off the end of the little pepper you're a problem solver squirt the pepper all you can fix this Um, that is the unique flavor that no other burger stand is doing that makes in and out unique in the fast food space is those little peppers and the expectation you're going to apply that to your sandwiches i think i I just read a a thrill list uh i'm not going to call it an article uh you know a post that was like a, it ranked all the French fries, and I believe they had In and Out uh, dead last. Dead last. Um, I think that's. I insane. think so. But Burger King is dead last. Those things suck. They, oh, dude, they had Burger King high. Why? They had Burger King high. Gritty, nasty. What else did they have low that I was just like, I don't get that. Oh, they had Popeyes fries low, and I'm like, man, their Cajun fries are like good. They might be a little bit. I don't know, just that's like going to be dead middle for seasoning. me. I'm a big cop Popeyes fan. I agree. But okay. those seasoned fries, that's another thing. Those Cajun fries, because they were fried a yeah. long time ago. And yeah. they've got this crust on it. I don't know. It's some other thing. It's like a sweet potato fry. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that's the same thing at all. Animal style French fries is a casserole. And, uh, <laughs> it's delicious. It's, it's 100% a casserole. I mean, I like every inch of the... The you know the processed cheese yeah, and, and, and all and all that stuff. That's one of my only favorite uh, American know. cheese applications. It's got to be that animal. That style. burger though, it's, it's the stuff of dreams. I, I know there's a smash burger craze uh, pretty much in the whole country right now, I know, but yeah. I don't know, man. For the price, you're yeah. just like, damn. In Los Angeles, the price for that burger and how good it tastes, uh, it's hard to fucking beat. If there's certain things about In and Out that never come up when we're just parroting our sheepish yeah. things that everybody says. You never talk about the pricing. You never talk True. about how... It's like $4 for a double-double or something, or like 5 or I don't know what it the is. fuck out of town. Well, but, but, I mean, it's like, yeah. When I came good. out here f- to go to Christian film school, we went to In-N-Out all the time. It was one of the only things that we could afford. When we weren't eating ramen, yeah. we were eating In-N-Out. And that's when I fell in love with it, was like yeah. the economic position I was in. Yeah. You know, all right. I'll take it back a little bit. I think maybe I was, you know, I, I, I believe in some of the critiques that I did say about yeah. it. I don't know if it was really necessary to uh, really say. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, there's so many good things about that place. I just want to make sure I, I'm being held in check. And I think people will do that. I don't want to be some obnoxious. Oh, I'll hold you in check. I don't want to be some obnoxious, you know, food reviewer. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, In-N-Out is always a bigger discussion than people want it to be. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fine. Uh, it's not McDonald's, and uh, I, well, God, I would love to see, uh, you know. The the kids who work at In-N-Out do a better job than the, the people at McDonald's. I love McDonald's, but, like, as far as, like, eating a, a cooked product, In-N-Out <laughs> is, a, is more consistent. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. McDonald's is consistently C-, minus, and if that's <laughs> what you're looking for. I guess. I don't know. That big muffin. I had an egg McMuffin for the first time, like, three oh. years recently. McDonald's I mean, could be breakfast only. And be fine. McDonald's, I would love it if McDonald's became breakfast only. McDonald's breakfast. What if you saw a sign and it was a store just called McDonald's breakfast? They oh tried to do yeah. it with the McCafe shit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just be McDonald's breakfast. If I was a small business owner of a McDonald's, I'd be like, yeah, we uh, close at fucking one o'clock every day. <laughs> I get to go home and see my wife and kids. Do it. I work from. I work six hours every day and that's it. And Walmart that's has grocery store only Walmarts, you know? Yeah. I mean, just try it. Yeah, and there's a lot of McDonald's in Walmarts. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's the end of Manicotti's Is it really? Macaroni Zone. Macaroni Zone. You that's the end idiot. of Macaroni Zone, episode three. You're only uh, half Italian. Not, I mean, barely even that. <laughs> I just have the last name. I was confirmed Catholic, and I love to say, what do you fucking want from me? And that's it. You wore a long white dress until you were four years old. <laughs> that That's the amount of Italian you are. 
uh, people i for a while i remember somebody was like just this real shithead of an open micer i remember one time was like so you're not as italian as you say you are i'm like when have i said i'm italian i've never <laughs> said that i think the culture is fun and i you know there's i have certain proclivities for you know maybe you know i got a grandfather who's italian and and uh but I've never said, I'm Danny, and I'm Italian, <laughs> and you can fuck off, pal. <laughs> never said those things. I never said I'm Italian. Now I'm going to put you in the calzone. <laughs> oh! I saw a sign on the way back from Long Beach. It was uh, for a town in California somewhere or close to us. I think it was Calzona? Calzona. Calzona? I think it was a Calzona, California. Okay. So Calzone, no E and A at the end. Yeah. And got me thinking. I'm like, I bet there's a town in America called just Calzone. You know how <laughs> many dumb fucking towns there are in America? You know what I mean? They're just called like dumb. There's got to be a Calzone, Wisconsin, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You would think so. All right. Wisconsin is a Calzone. Episode three in the books. James, where can people find you online? At Shrimp Jadge. At Shrimp, J-A-J, on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not join TikTok. You can watch my reels. On Instagram. Love it. Why Why won't you join TikTok? Seems made for you. Because they, uh, I, I, I'm related to a number of cybersecurity professionals, and every oh, single good. person, whether you're a Republican one or a Democrat yeah. one, have told me the same thing, which is they really download a lot of weird information from your phone that absolutely no other app does. They're, yeah. they're, they're very weird about how much data they take off of your phone and okay. like tracking you even after you told them not to track you <laughs> and like memorizing where you were when you first downloaded it. That, it's a it's a creepy app. I'll just okay, put it that great. way. It's creepy. I don't want anything to do with it either. Uh, my name is Danny Palumbo. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Palumbros. Uh, follow me on Instagram, you know, if you want to uh, yell at me about in and out and, uh, you know, cooking all kind of stuff and posting about it. And I sell pasta on Sundays and... If you're in Los Angeles, swing on by. I'll oh, right, right out to your car. My wife asked me to do this. If you live in Los Angeles, my wife is getting really into biscuit making. Yeah. And we're selling $10 batches of biscuits. Uh-huh. We are going to give Danny a run for his money in this <laughs> whole, you know, pick up a meal from me shit. For all of you people who are like, it's biscuits or pasta and that's it, uh, <laughs> we've created a real dilemma. Listen, uh, fatties, <laughs> you got to pick one of us. We're, we're, we're in a brave new world where people are cooking their own food and selling it out of their apartment or home. And I love it because at heart, I'm a fucking pirate. I want to <laughs> steal things. I want to be under the radar of the government. I want to get paid under the table. You know, <laughs> I want to do all kind of things. To You're like, laying you know, this all out there. A hundred percent. Yeah, this is how I am. Mr. And, Sandwich uh, Detective interrogating <laughs> kids at sandwich counters like it's a fucking scene from Heavy Rain. All right, that's episode three. Thank you so much for listening, and goodbye. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone.